remember, let's remember, what are, what are the good things we do when we're singing at kids' play? Who do we look at the whole time? You! Do we look out there? No! Yeah. Who do we look at? Point you! And do we fall down or bump people or touch people? No! No, no, we try not do to do laugh? that. We try not to laugh. Sometimes I giggle. If something happens out there, do we stare at it or do we keep looking at me? I might. It could happen. We are going to sing something we've only sung once, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to let you join me because it's what I feel like singing this morning. You ready? We're singing that second. Okay? You got my phone. It's got to be. Everybody stand up. And you just join in with me when I start singing, okay? I know. Exodus 2.22. And thou shalt say unto... And that shall say unto Pharaoh. <laughs> here we go. You want to read it with me? Yeah. Here, come here. Hold this right here with the other one. Say Exodus 2.22. Exodus 2.22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even though my firstborn.
like to welcome everybody this morning. Uh, we appreciate the good crowd we have and our children singing this morning. And that first song they sung, God is so good. That's uh, We can all say that time and time again. Um, just uh, There's so many aspects and avenues in our lives we can look at that and say God is so good. Um, we appreciate being here this morning and uh, we just appreciate being able to say that. It just feels good to say that, you know. Um, He's so good in our life and uh, everything he's done for us, especially when he uh, saw fit to give us an opportunity for salvation. We just pray that we have a great service today and great Sunday school, and um, the Lord just be with us all day. And uh, I'm asking Brother Lowell to dismiss Sunday school. One quick announcement, I forgot. Uh, Jeremy's starting that class over here this morning, so everybody that's interested in that um, will be over here in his Sunday school room. Terry wanted me to tell you that's a going to be like a basic um, foundations class. We're going to go over the church covenant, uh, ten, maybe Ten Commandments, um, 18 Articles of Faith. So everybody that's interested in that, please come over there. probably be good for all of us he could just teach out here get the whole crowd but anyway our lesson this morning Is in the third chapter of Zephaniah. I don't know if I said that right or not. I don't know if I've ever taught a lesson in this book or not. I don't remember if I have. But uh, this should be a real good lesson for Lord. Let us get in it like we ought to. <clears throat> There's a There's a scripture I want to read, and this this lesson kind of goes right along with the, the last couple of lessons a little bit, but uh, talks about, and they talked a little bit about uh, the Babylonian captivity and uh, And the people being brought back home, and uh, and I like I like to when we when we get on that, and, and they did the same. The last couple of lessons, uh, Blaine and Jay both did the same thing, related that to our coming home, 
when we got out of captivity. But <clears throat> I want to read, and this goes right along with that song. They was they sung, kids sung the first one, and what Ryan said. And this is a real familiar scripture, and this probably one of my favorites in the 103rd Psalm. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And uh, if we're not careful, I'm going to read a little more in a minute, but if we're not careful, and I know how I've been in my life, if we're not careful, something will come along that we don't like. The devil will hit us pretty hard with something or whatever, and we'll start complaining. And I got, I got absolutely, I can look back on my life from the time I got saved, and there's been some, there's been some pretty rough things. My, my parents both died, my brother died, and a lot of people that I loved have left here, but every one of them, and, and that kind of hurts us in the flesh, but every one of those left a testimony that they was going to heaven. So what have I got to complain about? Just because I miss them here. But the Bible said, and, and this sounds kind of harsh in some ways, but it said, God hath pleasure in the death of his saints. And the pleasure is he's getting them out of their trouble taking them home where there is no trouble. There will never, never be a trouble of any kind on the other side. And I'll say this for what, and, and everybody here can probably say amen to this. I got saved in 1956. God spoke peace to my soul, and that peace has been right here all of those years, and it's never faded, and it's never went away. And God's been here every time I needed Him. And uh, in the flesh, we have troubles. Okay, now listen. Uh, forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. You remember that? Who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. God's, if there's any, if there's any good thing in your life, and there is in all of us, God done it. And uh, God, uh, back, back here when these people went into bondage, Jeremiah preached to them for years. I don't know how long, but he preached to them people a long time. Told them what was coming and what they had to do to get out of it. He told them... To, Sir, stand in the way and see and look for the old path wherein is a good way, and when you find it, walk therein. They said, we will not walk therein. 
We've got a lot, God's got a lot of people right now in America, right around here that I know of, that by their actions are saying we will not walk therein. If, if all of our people come to church that are members of this church, we'd have to have the We'd have to have church out in the yard or in the parking lot. We couldn't get them in here. And we've never seen that since we've been here. We've had the house pretty full. But it ain't never run over. But it could. If all of God's people would lay aside the weights and sins that's besetting them and get to the house of the Lord where they belong on Sunday morning. If you've been saved by the... God, when, the day I got saved, I was 15 years old. I was just a kid. But God done something for me that day that made me want to come to church. Now, I, I, ain't, always, I ain't always been there. I've failed probably as much or more than anybody else. But I, I'll tell you, I'll give you this for what, for what it's worth. Every time... Absolutely every time that I've got away from God and wasn't coming to church or, or was doing something I ought to not be doing, he was right here telling me I was wrong and telling me what, where I needed to be. And whether I'd done that or not right then, would, he left that up to me. But now... I can look back at some of those times now and wish I'd have changed, wish I'd have done different. And, uh, but that, that can't be, God, I'll tell you this, God forgive me. And, and he'll forgive anybody if, if we'll go to him right out of our heart. He forgive me, and but there I, there is no more. I want I want to I get on this pretty regular, but there is no more joy in life than working for God. It the Bible said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Nothing no better. But the thing of it is. I heard a guy talking this morning on TV about trying to take what belongs to God. He didn't say that, but I put that in. He was talking about Herod when he was making his speech and the people saying he's a, he's a God. And the Bible said the angels smote him and the worms ate him and he died. Because the people were saying he's a God and he was just letting them go with it. And... Uh, Taking the glory that belonged to God. Now, if if we if we as individuals or as a church, if we're doing something for God, and I try to take the glory, if if God allows me to teach a Sunday school lesson and get into it like really good, like I ought to, like God wants me to, if I try to say, "Look how good I done," I've sinned. Absolutely. God, if there's any work done, God done it. 
It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So if, if there's any work done in God's church and it's done right, it's done by the Holy Spirit, and I have no control over that. The only way, the only way I can gain access, access to God's spirit is to humble my heart down just as humble as I can get it and say, Lord, I need your help. And then, if he wants to, he can help me. And I believe he will in, in that situation. But if I'm, if I'm trying to glorify me, woe is me, I'm in trouble. That's just the way it is. But anyway, uh, get back to the lesson. In the third chapter of Zephaniah, the first verse, and this ain't in our lesson today, but I wanted to read it. Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not the Lord. She drew not near to her God. He said, draw now unto me and I'll draw now unto you. So I, it's, up, it's up to me to make the first move. If I, if I can't humble my heart, I don't get near to God. And that, that's, if I'm standing here, or if I'm sitting down there. If my heart don't get humble, I don't get close to God. And uh, same way, did you ever, I know everybody has probably, but I know I have, did you ever at home think, well, I need, I need to pray about this or that or the other, or I just need to talk to God? And... Uh, Get off and get on your knees and and couldn't get connected at all. Because our hearts wasn't right. I've done that a lot of times. I'm thinking in here I need to pray. But I don't get my heart as humble as I need to. But then uh, there's been other times. That I, God's, God's told me to go pray, and I get on my knees and, and, and can't even speak a word. And his spirit's so strong. I know, I know he knows what's in here, but I can't get it out of here. We got a, we got a real good God, and he wants to bless us like that every time. I believe, I believe every time we come to God's house, this morning, in particular, because we're here right now. I believe God wants to bless us beyond measure. In, in Malachi, and I, I, I quote this scripture quite often, and, and a lot of people will tell you he's talking about tithes and offerings, and he is. Absolutely. That's part of, that's part of being a child of God. But... I believe I believe the offerings he's talking about is what what it says in the in maybe in Romans. I beseech you therefore, brethren, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
That's part of that's part of that offering. So if I if I come to God's house and I present myself here and say, Lord, here I am. If I don't get my heart humble, he can't use me. But if I come with the right attitude, if we come with the right attitude, he said, try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you'll not be able to receive. He's going to fill your cup up and run it over. And if, if the church gets this cup filled up and run over, it'll reach out to people that's in need of salvation or people that's out of line with God. And we all get there once in a while. Okay. So, woe unto her. That's, he's given a woe right at the first of that third verse. But then we we'll go down to the 14th verse. The start of this lesson said, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. And that's God wants us to wants us to rejoice. He wants to give us joy unspeakable and full of glory. And it is when we follow him. And uh, in the Hebrews, and I believe I, I, I just about you quote this scripture or read it every time. Uh, in the 12th chapter, the 13th verse said, But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits are just men made perfect. We've, we've already, we're already in the heavenly Jerusalem. Uh, people, I've heard people say, well, I talk about they like, couldn't hardly wait till the new Jerusalem come down. In, uh, in 1956, in the Sunday morning service, the new Jerusalem come down right in here, and it's been there ever since. I, I come to the new Jerusalem, the church of the firstborn, which is in heaven. The kingdom of God. He, he said, my kingdom is within you. If you've been saved by the grace of God, God, God set his kingdom up right down in here. And him, the Father... The Son and the Holy Ghost moved in right here and moved the devil out. He had his abode down in here till that Sunday morning. And God bound him up and cast him out into the earth. That's this carcass you're looking at here. The devil still walks up and down in this thing seeking whom he may devour. He wants to mess my life up he wants to mess your life up so that we can't help nobody. But he, he told me to keep myself unspotted from the world. Lay aside every weight, and I quoted that a minute ago, and sin that does so easily beset us, and run with patience the races set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down to the right hand of God. He, who for the joy that was set before him. Now, it, can you imagine walking up Golgotha's hill with the cross on your shoulder and have joy in your heart because you're going to go up there and die? Jesus had joy, said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He, he had joy in his heart because he was looking down to that Sunday morning I was talking about in 1956 when the blood that flowed down Calvary's mountain cleansed my soul and gave me a hope of eternal life. One of these days I'm going to move in home over on the other side and you talk about joy. We ain't seen nothing yet. And this is joy unspeakable already. And it's going to be way beyond that when we get to the other. I, I like to imagine sometimes, and I've said this before, but me and my wife's got a grave lot down on Henthorne Road. And I, I try to imagine sometimes waking up out there and see the Lord coming. <laughs> And all of God's people getting up to go home. What a morning. That ain't the lesson this morning, but that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Sometimes, sometimes I just think about that and it fills my cup up. And it ought to. Sing, oh daughters, we got something to sing about. They used to sing a song here, I've got something to praise God for. And we, if we've been saved by the grace of God, we've got something to praise God for. It's beyond telling. I can't tell, I, I can tell you when I got saved, it was the best thing ever happened to me, and that's about as good as I can tell it. But it goes way beyond that. The Lord hath taken away thy judgment. Now listen. The Lord hath taken away thy judgment. He hath cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. And I've already covered that whole thing, but it, it, that's where our hope's at. He cast, Paul said, I was alive once without the law. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And you go back in, in Revelation, it talks about the great white throne and the books being opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. And you've got a lot of people Saying, well, one of these days we're going to stand, we're going to stand on the, before the great white throne. That same Sunday morning I've been talking about, I stood back on this side of the little, uh, little block building over on Albert Street, and I stood in the, in the white throne judgment. God told me I was lost, and I was on my way to hell. He cast, he declared his judgment on me right there. He told me I was lost and I was going to hell. He also told me how I could get out of it. 
And when I come to Jesus, and I said a while ago, the blood of Jesus cleanseth from all sin. He, he cleansed my soul. And there, I got a scripture written down here. Uh, John seen the, the, great, the, the great number of people that had on white robes. And, he said, and, and the angel asked him, said, who are these, John? He said, thou knowest. He said, these are they that come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That's, that's where we come from and that's how we got there. God done the work. He washed our souls. And, and that's eternal. You couldn't get out of that if you tried. God done an eternal work in my soul. And I, I'm dependent on it. I, I know that's a fact. And uh, so he, 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 he declared judgment. The Lord hath taken away thy judgment. When I got saved, he took that judgment away. I wasn't, I wasn't guilty anymore. Jesus stood in my place and took my penalty when he stretched out his hands on Calvary. We got the best thing there is in this world, this side of heaven. It, I believe it'll get way better when we get over there. Bible said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And that's here this morning, and that's over there too, I believe. Have you, have you ever got a blessing? And I know I have. Have you ever got a blessing so great you just about couldn't keep from shouting? Or you couldn't keep from shouting? And uh, beyond, beyond explaining, beyond telling. And God does that here sometimes when we're in a good meeting. Or, or once in a while, like I said a while ago at home, or anywhere else you get your heart right, God will fill your cup up and run it over. It's, it's great. It's great. I don't know hardly how to say it. It's great to have the Lord walking with you. Sometimes he don't think I'm so great, but he's been great every step of the way. Even when I've been wrong, and I was telling you about that a while ago. Even when I've been wrong, he loved me. He was telling me you gotta get you need to get back where you belong. Now it might not have been them words, but the feeling was there. He was letting me know where I was at and where I belong. So taking away thy judgment, he hath cast out thine enemy. I done I spoke about that where he bound Satan and cast him out. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost moved in here, took up their abode, and there's never been any sin. I want to make this absolutely clear. There's never been any sin down in my soul since the day I got saved. 
He, when he come in here, and I believe this is in Thessalonians or in the Ephesians, said he, he was sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise till the day of redemption. And, uh, and the Bible said we're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. No way. Jesus is the only way in, and there's no way out. He's got you. He's got you in the palm of his hand. And Jesus told Jesus told him, said, nobody can take him out of my father's hand. And uh, so he's got us. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. Down in my soul, there's never been any evil since the day I got saved. Now, in my flesh, I, I see all kinds of stuff. But that morning, I was talking about a while ago, when we get up, if, if time stands that long, when we get up to go home, and this thing here gets changed, it, the Bible said he'll change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one. When he does that, my soul will be just as, my body will be just as perfect as my soul is. And both of them will be just as perfect as Jesus is by the blood. And I'll see there will be no evil. And I want to make, I want to make a point here. There never has been any evil in heaven. Absolutely none. I've heard people say, well, Satan got cast out of heaven. Satan never was there. I don't care what people say, and, and I believe I can prove that, but Satan never was in heaven. God, the Bible said God created evil. He created Satan for the job he's doing. That's all I'm going to get into that on. But anyway, in, the, in that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thine hands be slack. Fear not. He told, he told his church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved. Now that don't mean baptized in the water. I believe people ought to be baptized after they get saved. John, John said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there's one that cometh after me I don't know if I quoted exactly right, but said he'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. When you get saved, the fire and the Holy Ghost cleans you up inside by the blood of Christ. That's anybody got a comment? Lord thy God in the midst of thee is, is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee. 
with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. The Bible said there's there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents more than 99 just persons that need no repentance. God, and, and I believe... I believe when that joy unspeakable that I've talked I've talked about all all morning, when that joy unspeakable moves in my soul, I believe heaven's rejoicing just as much, if not more, than I am. And uh, God God loves it when His children rejoice. Well, well, God loves when we follow Him, and that's when we're going to rejoice when we're following Him. And he loves it. So there's rejoicing in heaven when we rejoice. And uh, and when we rejoice is when we're following God, when we're pleasing him. He lets us know it. I will gather... Them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Now, there's two or three things I could say on that one. uh, I've I've heard it said I ain't had nobody really say this to me, but I've heard it said that there's been people said they they didn't like the rules in our church. Uh, they better take it up with God, because we don't make the rules, and uh, and that there's been people all down through time that didn't like the rules in God's kingdom. Went against went against what God said, went against the commandments, and still are. And just going right on. And uh, God wants to save everyone that'll come to Him. If we'll if we'll lay everything aside, and people that are lost. If they do that with an humble heart and come to God, He'll save them. And if we, as God's people, if we're not walking right, if we'll humble our heart and come to Him, He'll forgive us our sins. He's, he, we've got a merciful God. I always tried my best to take care of my kids as best I could. And uh, sometimes that best wasn't as good as I'd have liked it to be, maybe. But God, God don't have that problem. God wants us to have the very best there is, and He's able to give it to us. If, if we'll if we'll humble our hearts and measure up to what He wants us to be. Behold, at that time, 
I will undo all that that afflict thee, and I will save her that haulteth, and gather her that was driven out, and I will I will get them praise and fame in very land every land where they have been put to shame. And God's people uh, I believe I believe if, if you've been saved by the grace of God and you do your best to live for God, do your part, Satan ain't gonna like it. Now he's gonna put up a fight. But I believe I believe people will respect you for it. Some of them will anyway. And if we as a church, if we do our part, God wants us to be the light the light of the world. He wants us to be an example to our people so that when when Terry or any one of our preachers gets up here and preaches the gospel, they can listen to him and say, these, these people really got the real thing. They live, they, live, they live their lives. They've proved it. So what he's preaching is the absolute truth. That's where, that's where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be backing up as a church what, what our preachers preach. And that's not just when we're here on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. That's every day of the week. My life ought to back up what I, what I say here on Sunday morning in Sunday school. And if I say that getting saved is the best thing ever happened to me, I ought to live like it. And it is. It, that's been 60-some years ago that God spoke peace to my soul, and it's, it's grown, if nothing else, on and on ever since that time. I've failed God a lot, but He's never failed me. I love that song. God's never failed me. And every time, every time I've been wrong and had to come back and repent, he was right there. And I can't you you can't give God enough praise for how good he is to us. At that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. And God, when God blesses the church, it gets the attention of people that are lost. That's, that's the whole thing I was saying. And, and let them know that they need what we've got. Has anybody got anything? That's all I've got. I want I want to read I want to read a scripture in in the 116th Psalm. Everybody knows this. 